0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio
1: Network. Rewind Football Fantasy. Fantasy Football Rewind.
2: I'm Ryan, and I quit smoking.
3: Welcome! Fantasy Football Rewind. My name's Tony Scott. I hope everybody had a good holiday as we're back and we're better than ever. Two hours of fantasy football. I gotta tell you, I've been sick the whole weekend. Started feeling a little better. I did the shows this weekend, got it done. But now, I was ready to uh, get back and go at it. I got sick kids now. Everybody's sick. The flu running rampant. Jacksonville, Florida. But week 12 was victorious. Can we keep it going as we get to week 13 this week in fantasy football? And one of the ways we got to do it is we got Dr. A coming in. Dr. A from InsideInjuries.com with Corey Parson, Matt Modig, and Jake Seeley. And we'll take a look at what Dr. A says about some of the injuries that are going to affect your decision making process for week 12 of the fantasy football season. So Dr. A is coming up for sure. And of course, How about the Brett Hundley situation? That was amazing, right? If he played like that all along, he'd be saying, man, this kid can play, huh? No rush to get Aaron Rodgers. And how about seeing Aaron Rodgers throw before the game? It was amazing. It's looking like he's ready to get out there and play. And the Steelers couldn't handle Brett Hundley last night that's the crazy part. I picked up the Steelers, man. They got four sacks, thank God. 17 for 26, 245, three touchdowns for Brett Hundley. Throwing the ball, he also rushed for six yards in that one. And we had Jamal Williams end up with two touchdowns there. Uh, 21 for 66, a touchdown. And then he caught four passes for 69 yards and a touchdown. Randall Cobb was the guy. Four for 58. The crazy part is, is that, you know what? Brett Hundley looked good. He looked good, right? He looked really good. And yet we still only got three catches, 11 yards from Jordy Nelson. What the hell happened there, right? That's what you got to ask yourself. What the heck is going on? But Antonio Brown, money, once again, money as always. 10 for 169, two touchdowns. For Antonio Brown, on Bell, 20 carries, 95 yards, 4.8 yards a carry. That was good. And we saw Martavis Bryant get off the milk carton, 4 for 40, and a touchdown for Martavis Bryant. Ben Roethlisberger, up and down, 351, four touchdowns, did have the two interceptions there. Had a QBR of 66.4 which uh, Brett Hundley uh, had a 61.4, so not that far. And then Brett Hodley's QB rating was 134.3, and Ben Roethlisberger only at 106.8 as far as QB ratings go. You'll listen to Fantasy Football Rewind. You can get us every Monday through Friday right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern. Of course, you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and you'll hear from the boys, and Dr. A about all the injuries. Gotta love it when you get to hear a little bit from Dr. A. Stay tuned for more Fantasy Football Rewind. The Lineup Luck Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com, is now doing the NBA six to seven PM Eastern. Don't be sad; I got Scooby Snacks for you. That's right, DFS today, brought to you by DailyRoto.com on iTunes. You get DFS information every day: fantasy football, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. Subscribe to DFS today, brought to you by DailyRoto.com on
4: iTunes.
6: is yours. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-220-3479. 800-220-3479. That's 800-220-3479. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated, 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM19, Oregon DM80031. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission. License number DC32.
3: Does your fantasy football team suck? (coughs) Did you draft David Johnson with the first pick? (coughs) I can help you out. Go to iTunes. Subscribe to Stand Up Fantasy. I will make your whole life better and put a little smile on your face, make you happy. Maybe you find a significant other just by changing some bowling shoes. Maybe you'll worry about things a lot less. Stand Up Fantasy at iTunes. Subscribe now. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. This is Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Sinkata. and here are the guys from the Fantasy Football Frenzy, which you can hear on Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern, with Corey hey, Parsons, Dika, with and of course, Jake Sealy. <laughs> That's, That's getting getting
7: worse. <laughs> Welcome in to everybody rocking with us on YouTube, Fantasy Football Frenzy Week 12 overreaction monday you already know trying to start breaking down some of these injury situations get you caught up to that what's going on i haven't seen the youtube stream pop up yet okay there we go right there i want to hop in there and say hi to the homies and i want to make sure that we are good to go with one mr dr a InsideInjuries.com is the app inside is the website cannot predict injuries but i'm telling you guys this is the closest you can get to it good morning dr a how
4: you feeling I'm good. I'm good. Just, uh, you know, when your kids have a cold and your wife has a cold and your cousins have a cold, then you're eventually going to get a cold. So I've got a cold.
7: All right. So there you go. Doc Day has a cold. I've, we, we, Doc, I
8: would have went on vacation. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> <laughs> it could be worse. I don't have any kids, though.
4: Yeah, it could be worse, I'm listed Doc as, uh, I'm listed as questionable for uh, this week at the office.
7: All so. right. So that's good, Doc i'm I'm glad that uh you have that option. Oper- uh, that option though if you <laughs> if you need to take some time off doc we' uh we should be sure somebody can uh fill it in fill it in for you um not do a good as job but we we need to get this analysis and information doc and I want to start right here doc because I feel as if yesterday you foreshadowed <laughs> Greg Olson probably still being about a week away
4: yeah yeah I mean uh this was you know, hate to say I told you so, right? But uh, Greg Olson, we said that uh, he's still a week away. He needs to rest that foot, you know. Um, and then when I saw him have that one reception and then come out, um, you know, the wor- the thing that you really worry about is re-injury of that original surgery. The X-rays were negative, so that's a good sign. That means they didn't see anything that affected the original. Um, you know the original uh, metallic uh, screw or plate or anything like that <clears throat> but he should have actually a, uh, an MRI today to make sure that the ligaments and tendons and uh, there's not an occult or stress type of fracture in another part of the foot or this is all just inflammation the problem is is now this whole start and stop and now have to reevaluate uh, sort of pushes him back now possibly you know another week so we've actually had him good to go Next week, but now we've pushed him back um, one more week to uh, an optimal recovery time of two weeks, basically. So, um, again, unfortunately, uh, we see this a lot, especially with foot injuries with tight ends and wide receivers. I mean, you just cannot come back too quickly.
8: Hey, Doc, what's the initial reports on Amari Cooper? That looked uh, frightening and really serious, so what should we expect?
4: yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the, when I first saw the hit, you know, you're always worried about a spinal cord injury. Um, but good, uh, I mean, thankfully, I mean, even I mean, think about that that he has a pretty severe concussion. <clears throat> likely will not will not clear uh, you know, concussion protocol this week. and uh, you know probably will be out and not play next weekend. Um, and then the following weekend is probably also still in question, but, You know, likelihood of two-week recovery time is probably in the future for Amari Cooper. I mean, the very fact that he can move all of his extremities, you know, now he just has to clear concussion protocol. And with a hit like that, it may take him obviously more than seven to ten days to do so.
7: Let me ask you right quick, Doc. Do you
4: think seeing the hit,
7: do you think this could be a situation where Amari Cooper could possibly land on the injured reserve?
4: Um, It all – again, it's like this whole – now, he he hasn't really had – a history of lots of concussions in a short period of time. So he should recover and he should, uh, you know, sort of come back from this concussion as long as he doesn't have any other complicating features. Um, You know, so I, I think uh, injured reserve is still, you know, kind of uh, a little bit premature. Okay. I think he should be able to come back in two weeks, Um, you know, but he is, you remember, he was elevated injury risk before the season started on our books. Um, And so, you know, we're going to have to see how how long it takes to clear. If he's still out after two weeks, then I would say look out for injured reserve because he's not really clearing concussion protocol and he has to go for further testing.
7: All right, gentlemen, that we think we're going to have back on Fantasy Rosses this week is Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback Jameis Winston. Looks like that show is <coughs> getting ready. I don't know if the maturity is up to date, but we do think the show is ready for one Mr. Winston.
4: Yeah, I can't comment on the maturity, but uh, <laughs> on the AC joint, um, you know, uh, the, here's the issue with quarterbacks and their throwing extremity. Yes, the in- injury risk has come down to fifteen percent, and it's it's continuing to go lower, which is good. They're resting him, but here's the problem: it really affects their predictive performance, and his HPF is not rising. It should be above average right now, but it's still staying at forty-one percent, at below average. So I think the biggest issue here is the fact that he may go down to low injury risk and be sort of right at about where he needs to come back into the, into the game, but then it may really affect, you know, maybe his velocity is not going to be as strong. Maybe his accuracy is not going to be as strong and he may have recurrent pain. and may be playing through pain that really impacts him. So, you know, um, this is what I worry about, you know, in fantasy, uh, either they're off the field or they're not producing points for you. Either way, they're not a fantasy relevant, you know, player. So, even the fact that he's on the field and he's starting, this injury may affect him the rest of the season. So, I would be, I would ask fantasy owners to really, really look at Jameis Winston for the rest of the year and see if they could possibly, you know, put get a get a replacement. Potentially because he may not be at his at peak performance because he's still at below average, even though he's about to come back into the game.
8: Doc, I'm going to stay with the wide receivers, and I can't decide between uh, two players, so I'm going to go with both of them here. <laughs> uh, Rashid Matthews and Robert Woods, can you give us the latest?
4: All right, so uh, Rashard Matthews, uh, grade two hamstring injury, wide receiver, hadn't had a previous wide, uh, hamstring injury before. You know, so he's at elevated injury risk because of this injury. Um, His optimal recovery time right now is four weeks. Um, Likely will not stay out that long, probably two weeks. But um, 19% right now, if he rests for two weeks, it'll go close to peak health again. But if he's not going to rest and come right back into the game, um, you know, uh, beware. He's at uh, 19% injury risk and likely will be there if he doesn't rest for two weeks. And then Robert Woods. Uh, shoulder injury to wide receivers is not as bad as, as hamstring injuries. <clears throat> this optimal recovery time is two weeks. And so he is at elevated injury risk at 23%. He was elevated and peaked before this game. Um, that's a high-risk, high-reward guy. And unfortunately, he did get injured. But it is just a two-week recovery time for a grade-two shoulder injury for wide receivers. Um, uh, and so he's. this will be his second week of rest so he should be back to where his original baseline was um, for the start of this upcoming weekend. So we have a we have a good possibility of seeing Robert Woods on, on this upcoming Sunday. Should be unless it's a higher than a grade two shoulder injury, which um, you know obviously then makes it worse. But if it's a grade two shoulder injury, then yes, this Sunday you should see him back on the field.
7: Interesting. Um so that that's good. That's good. That's good for Robert Woods owners because I know a lot of guys out there that, that's needing him right now going down the stretch. I want to touch on Woods again right quick though, Doc.
4: Did, did, yep. What is the injury? So, a grade 2 shoulder injury is, you know, um one of possible three things. Okay. It could be a rota- rotator cuff strain. It could be a very <clears throat> Excuse me, a very minor um, sort of muscle strain like the deltoid muscle around the shoulder or, um, you know, rotator cuff muscle strain, or it could be a really, really mild labral injury. Okay. Um, and one of those three things is usually – it's usually it's – usually, statistically, it's a rotator cuff injury.
7: All right. Um, InsideInjuries.com, Inside Injuries, the app, talking with my man Dr. A getting us ready, looking back at some of the things that took place yesterday, also getting us ready for the stretch run. Paxton Lynch, I guess Fantasione is not really going to Paxton Lynch, Doc, because that would be a losing proposition. (laughs) With that being said, he's still a human being. And uh, how's he feeling this morning? When when do we see him playing football again?
4: Well, uh, we're listing it right now as a grade one ankle injury, um, mild strain or sprain of the ligaments or the tendons of the ankle, um, nowhere near a tear. <clears throat> but he is getting a uh, MRI on uh, actually he's getting an MRI today. Um, you know, quarterbacks with these minor injuries, um, even though he's still sort of low um, injury risk uh, and he should heal re- relatively quickly and be fine for the next game. His HPF is below average at 65%, and so this injury will impact his ability to throw the football. Um, you know, in about a week, if you rest for two weeks, his HPF will be above average to peak. So, you know, uh, low injury risk, but below average. You know, but I, I think um, there are other issues uh, other than the health of Paxton Lynch for the Denver Broncos offense. <laughs> I agree, Doc. I saw them yesterday. It was very
7: eight points a game ish. Doc, right? yeah. I know we got to get you out of here right quick, but you got your Georgia Bulldogs. You got the Auburn. They got Auburn coming up on Saturday. How you feel about that?
4: And we are ready to take on the Auburn Tigers again—a uh, chance of redemption, basically. So I will be at the game. All right, there you go, right there. Eight four four. There it is,
3: Doctor A. will be at the game, and we will be back with the Fantasy Football Frenzy guys. Get some updates. You get the injury reports from the guy. That's absolutely getting it done. Dr. A InsideInjuries.com. Which you can get over at the Roto Experts. Uh, so make sure you check out the fine work by the guys at insideinjuries.com. Taking a break, we'll be back with more on fantasy football rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: Ever gets old. Alright, everyone, two truths, one lie. I was gonna be on the real world, I play the oboe, and I saved a kid's life. You definitely never saved a kid's life. I'm serious.
4: Last summer, I donated bone marrow to a kid who had leukemia. It's saving a life. The truth is, it's easier than you think. Learn how at dkms.org. <laughs> who knew we were living with a hero? Um, a <laughs> hero who plays the oboe. <laughs> <laughs>
7: unlock the secrets of injury analysis. Ezekiel Elliott, Carl
1: Anthony Towns, Corey Seager. Those are the rookies of the year, much like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The fastest-growing fantasy sports network on radio is completely free 24-7. Listen to us live at FNTSY.com slash radio or download the app right now in the Google Play Store or on iTunes.
7: What's going on,
1: Maria? Let me tell you something. You look excited.
4: I'm so excited. What are
1: you excited for?
4: Uh,
5: lineup lock live, which is our show every Sunday on Fantasy Sports Network. Dish television, YouTube, live, and on the Fantasy Radio app. I'm
1: excited to wake up early with you on Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern time, all the way to kickoff. Four hours! Absolutely. It's going to be the two of us, Emery Hunt, and a cast of experts.
5: Experts that win fantasy football championships, and they want to help you win, too.
1: So we'll talk sit starts, we'll talk injuries, we'll talk weather, and we will take your calls and yes. questions and help you win your leagues and win that cash. so
0: good. So fun, so excited. I could not
1: think of doing anything else on a Sunday morning. I don't need eggs. I don't need (laughs) prayer. I just need lineup, lock, live, 9 a.m. to kick off Eastern. Be there. On Fantasy
0: Draft, the only daily fantasy site where every head-to-head contest is rake-free, including contests you create. Fantasy Draft also gives you the ability to block up to 25 players from entering your head-to-head contest. With a $1 million prize pool and $200,000 to the winner, Fantasy Draft is running their inaugural NFL Live Final, the Carolina Million. Sign up today at FantasyDraft.com with promo code FNTSY and experience players first for yourself. Fantasy Draft,
3: daily fantasy on a
0: level playing field.
3: Does your fantasy football team suck? (laughs) Did you draft David Johnson with the first pick? (laughs) I can help you out. Go to iTunes. Subscribe to Stand Up Fantasy. I will make your whole life better and put a little smile on your face, make you happy. Maybe you find a significant other just by changing some bowling shoes. Maybe you'll worry about things a lot less. Stand Up Fantasy at iTunes. Subscribe now. That's it, Fantasy Football Rewind, Monday through Friday, 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. East Coast. Here's my guys, Corey Parson, Matt Modica, and Jake Seeley,
7: the guy that the gets up done. here. Telephone number to get involved, 844-843-6879. That is 844-843-6879. Got the all-in kid, Jay. Is. goes right there. Got the all-in kid, Jake Seely. Wall Street, Matt Medica. I'm Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. So, now not only did we have the Marvin Jones thing, which, like, shocked the life out of everybody, we had the Dak Prescott thing, which, full disclosure, I kind of saw it coming because I put Sun on my bench. I was hoping for the best because I root for America's team. But I was like, it's a good chance. I didn't think Son would become Andy Dalton in front of my eyes. But you know, it was embarrassing, you know? I was watching it around a homie. He's a 49er fan, and he was like, wow. I think I'd rather have Garoppolo. I was like, calm down. <laughs> you know <laughs> you what I'm you know saying? You would rather have Jacoby <laughs> 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 So you know, it was a little embarrassing on Thursday evening after, you know, after the meal. Um, then we had the, the Kareem Hunt disaster. He hit the Andy Reid wall. That was pitiful. Not only that, this week I also had Michael Crabtree give me a a, a zero on three teams. Three teams took a zero because of Michael Crabtree. No, four teams. So out of those four teams, only one of them is going to come out of this week with a W. So Michael Crabtree is a player that I'm kind of invested heavy in. Hasn't really been getting the job done. I get it, whatever. But you know when he has the touchdown games, no fly zone this week. I don't trip off no fly zone no more. Like you said earlier, Matt, it's, you know, seat belts off. You are free to move about the cabin. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, <laughs> last year, at the end of the year, Akeem Tlaib and Michael Crabtree got into this thing, and Tlaib snatched his chain from off his neck. That's not a football thing. That's like some a street move right there. That's like a sign of disrespect. So, Tlaib, I'm like, okay, Tlaib. He did this because this is a football game. It's referees here. You have your teammates. I have my teammates. I'm going to snatch your chain, and you're not going to do nothing about it. Word right around the NFL is Michael Crabtree is soft. After the game, Michael Crabtree was like, well, Tlaib did that because the people around and stuff like that. He's acting a tough guy because we're on the football field. See, right then and there, I would have had to, told Tlaib, I'm going to see you this offseason. You know what I'm saying? Period and we're gonna figure it out this offseason. See, my I don't know who Mike, Michael Crabtree homeboys is. My homeboys would not let that happen to me. Cause they're like, no son, you gotta play football. We gonna come take care of Tlaib. Cause Tlaib's a clown too. This is the same dude that shot himself by accident in the Dallas strip club. You know what I mean? So you not like, he, you not bout that life, to uh, Tlaib. Then yesterday the fight breaks out. I throw my hands and I said, oh my God, Michael Crabtree, you gonna get thrown out the game. You ain't scored a single fantasy point yet. It's a donut. I became very upset with Michael Crabtree. I'm like, you gotta stop this, crap. What are you doing, son? you killing me, Crabtree. Then I see where CBS shows that Tlaib snatched the chain again. When I saw that, Matt, I was like, yo michael crabtree you were right in everything you did you were not see that's not a football thing that's a street thing you're not going to take personal property from me twice and me not try to put my foot dead in your ass
8: i agree 100 anybody lays hands on you steals your personal property tries to embarrass you in that fashion and as you said this is not the first time this is the second time i understand you're saying who's his boys and stuff I mean, Chris Carter would have been like, you should have somebody out there that can take this guy out. You know, that's his mentality. But in my opinion, I had him in a big league with uh, Chris Ficarro. He he did the right thing, Cramtree. I was upset when I first heard it. And then once I saw what happened, I was like, you know what? I have more respect for him now
7: for doing that. No doubt. Jake, I'm just like, listen... I understand the football thing in between these lines we got to carry it a certain way but to keep to leave has brought some street stuff into Michael Crabtree's personal space twice. he had to defend himself in this situation.
5: you didn't do enough in my opinion uh, no, 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 straight up. No, I'm serious I was, I was watching with my buddy yesterday and we were on the same page here saying the same thing he's actually a Raiders fan. And he's, he was yelling it the whole time. He's like, good, Crabtree, get him. And when he went through the punch, he's like, yeah, yeah, get him. With that." And then you notice Tlaib had his helmet on, so he couldn't really do much about it. But honestly, this is a long time coming. They didn't, Crabtree didn't play the first game. This is why this didn't happen the first time around. Mm-hmm. So as you mentioned, like he was even, we were both like, yeah, take it to Tlaib before we even saw the replay with the chain. So we were already <laughs> we were already behind him to begin with. And then we saw the chain on top of it, that it happened a second time because he thought, my buddy, he thought that Crabtree wasn't even wearing his chain for that game. And I'm going to liken it to something like personal experience here, and I was both different. I had, I've been in one fight my entire life, one. And it was just somebody that I was going through middle school with that was one of those ones who thought he was a tough guy, bully, you know, kind of like shove you extra in gym, stuff like that. And then that one day. He came up to me and like snatched the ball out of my hand while we were playing basketball and that was it. I had it. I started pounding on him and you know, he got Best part was he got suspended. I only got one day detention because <laughs> my principal told him he had it coming. But that's my point here. Tlaib had it coming. I don't know why everybody's forgotten about how much of a schmuck he is. Going yep. as you said, all the way back to the Buccaneers, this guy deserves this, and he deserves it from a lot of players. And I'm glad that Crabtree did it, even if it cost him the entire game. I'm glad he did. I only wish he would have done more.
7: Exactly, Matt. You see, see, that that that's one thing. I, I know a lot of fans. He was like, "Oh my God, he's so selfish." I had to take a zero. No, you're selfish because you're not you're not gonna let nobody come in your house and smack your wife on the butt, are you? Two days in a row. You feel what I'm saying? So don't you know? Well, that's not your personal property, but still, you get what I'm saying. You're taking something from somebody. Akib Talib is not about that life because he's doing he's doing it on the football field with his teammates around. It's cops around. It's fans. It's league officials. He's not going to do that in the street, and that's what makes him a clown. I mean, for me, I would have been waiting
8: outside the locker room. That's another thing. Pretty, pretty much, because I mean, that <laughs> would have to come to an end. I mean, as a man, Crabtree stood up for himself. You just can't. And like I said, leave totally out of line. He, he, he did it once last year, he went back to it, and he deserved, if, if he wanted to be a tough guy, he should have took his helmet off and yeah. brought Crabtree right there,
7: if he was really a tough guy. I mean, he, oh, he, oh, he could have said, you know what, after the situation last year, Crabtree said, he just acts that way, he pretends to be a tough guy. I have said, okay, I'm gonna show you I'm about that life out of course. You, oh, we could have went back to the locker room area. Oh, we could figure it out now. It don't got to be a football thing. So I just wanted to get that out there. But
5: that- I was hoping the teammate that came up and so uh, Crabtree's teammate, on- I forget True. who it was. Came, no, oh, so no, no before, before when they came, came up when he was trying to, to when when, when Talib Tali tried, tried to throw the punch at Crabtree, at Crabtree without a helmet on. on and Crabtree dodged it and threw it back. Yeah. I was the one that ran up and grabbed to leave. I was hoping he was going to snatch the helmet off of him and let him go at it because I wanted <laughs> Crabtree <laughs> to get a shot in there. But, yeah, to your point, though, what does that tell you when Lynch is the voice of reason? What does that tell
7: you? That means things got wild out there every time you see Barshawn <laughs> Lynch come out there. George. But he's got
5: to stop with these
7: opposite teams. I'm not man. a
8: fan of that at all. You know, in between the lines, when the game is being played, you're what your team, you're on your side, and – I don't care if you want to be a
7: peacemaker or not. That's not your job. No, but n- and I agree. You're supposed to, listen, you train, like Marshawn will probably say, oh, i just trying to make sure that they didn't get into it again. I was walking them so my teammates didn't jump him. If they were going to jump him on the sideline, they, he kind of needed that. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? So you shouldn't have been in to protect him, Marshawn. He kind of needed that. So I'm not going to go there. See, this is the thing with, with a cat like to Tlaib. That's what I don't like about him, right? I don't know him, but I'm just saying the way he acts. He wouldn't do that to Des Bryant. You feel what I'm saying? He wouldn't do that. You see how AJ Green put hands on Jalen Ramsey? He would not do that to AJ Green. He did it to somebody that, you know, Richard Sherman has said that Crabtree is soft. Crabtree has the image of being a soft player, so he figured he can pick on him. He got away with it last year. Crabtree was like, you're not getting away with it this time. So there you go,
5: right there. Akeem Talib. Don't get it, That's, That's why I compare yep. it to my life. It's yeah. the same exact thing. Oh, you could get away with it, and then you know, the person snaps. That's why I was so much for Crabtree because I I felt it. I felt the inner rage. <laughs> he had it coming, quote unquote. Yeah. Now I do like hey, I do like his two offensive linemen did. going to blows for him though. I yeah. appreciate that too. Yeah, they 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 were in shop out there.
7: They did. They they went in there and they got they mixed it up with him. That stuff with them and Derek Carr, I don't believe that to be true. At least I hope not. You know what I'm saying? If if that is the case, that's a bad look too. But Matt, when you look at the NFL, it's going to come and they're going to look at this thing. Do you think Michael Crabtree? get suspended or do you think the ejection yesterday was good enough because if he gets suspended we got to start talking Seth Roberts and Cordero Patterson
8: I think the fact that he was thrown out early in that game is going to save him yeah to me I agree look he wasn't the one that he got his chain look this guy did it like uh in Jake's case Philippe had it coming.
7: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, exactly. I
5: just, I just that's just, the thing. Like, if he, if there was no chain, I could see maybe yeah. because then it's like he he was holding it from last year and just decided to shove him all the way to the ground. But because of the chain and you see it on the replay, I think that both of them because they missed basically ninety percent of the game. I think and in this case, I agree with Matt. I think that they're both back out there next week.
7: That's what you hope. But when the NFL gets involved in these things, you never know because the NFL could look at it like, okay, this was a real ugly situation. This was probably uglier than the AJ Green and um, what's homeboy name Jalen Ramsey thing, because this was like multiple brawls and they continued to fight, and, you know. Yeah, this, yeah.
8: I mean, look what AJ Green did. He took, did. took the light out of that guy. <laughs> 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 And he was back next week. so I mean, come on. I don't see how you can. <laughs> All
7: right, so there you go. Oh, I gotta see. All right, let me get Don Burns back up here. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Oh, um. oh. Wow, somebody said something in the chat. Yeah, he
8: said uh, Paxton still managed to have more fantasy points than Dak.
7: Oh, <laughs> they coming for America's quarterback <laughs> in the chat. Like it, okay, fine. I did think pre- the dilly-dilly Dak to the pit of misery. I like there. that. That was a good oh, one
3: right sure. there. Well, Jay, quick break right here on Fantasy Football Rewind. I think the guys missed a big part of that. If you look at it, um, Michael Crabtree took a cheap shot at Gary Harris, the other cornerback, uh, earlier in that play. Uh, so Michael Crabtree uh, uh, was ready to fight anyone. It was more than just a keep to leap. And uh, so I don't know, man. I think it's uh, a little too, too crazy guys there, my man, man. Two guys. I think they both should be suspended. Put them out to pasture. They didn't care about winning the game. And here's the problem. We got a fantasy show, and we're talking about a fight. And everybody's talking about fight. No one's talking about the game. That's going to be a problem for the NFL. Stay tuned for more right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Cicada, Fantasy Football Rewind on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And we'll be back with more Rewind after this.
1: It never gets old. All right, everyone. Two truths, one lie. I was going to be on The Real World. I play the oboe.
4: And I saved a kid's life. You definitely never saved a kid's life. I'm serious. Last summer, I donated bone marrow to a kid who had leukemia. Saving a life. The truth is, it's easier than you think. Learn how at (laughs) DKMS.org. Who knew we were living with a hero? Um, (laughs) A hero who plays the oboe. (laughs)
3: Welcome back, Fantasy Football Rewind on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Cicada. We are back. We are better than ever, and we're taking part in the Fantasy Football Frenzy as they uh, had Dr. A on earlier in the show, talking a little bit about the scuffle, and now here are the guys talking a
7: little Fantasy Football. Man. Overreaction Monday, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My man, Robert Murphy, just hit me up on Twitter. To leave. also gouged Dwayne Allen a couple years ago. He's a dirty player and needs to be removed from the league. Keeps Lee, Yeah, yeah. That's wild.
5: I didn't know he's like tried to gouge somebody's eyes.
7: Him and uh, Burke. He's been dirty.
5: Out. Wow. He's been dirty his entire career. I didn't like him with the Bucks. I don't like him now. I hate him. That's. I tell you, man. Talking about this just got me. I just wanted to now go punch him more now. <laughs> bring <laughs> it. Like, all Jay talking green about this you. just makes. <laughs> it's just making me more mad that he didn't get more shots in on him. Wow, that's crazy! I didn't know. See, I knew he
7: had the thing in, when he shot himself in Dallas, and I knew he kind of played a little bit too tough. Like he, I, like he think he a little bit tougher than he is. I didn't know he was doing all uh, dirty stuff on the field too, like in between the lines. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be careful like that.
8: I was hoping somebody had that clip and they had like Rocky music in the background,
7: <laughs> <Yeah>. Michael Crabtree <laughs> bobbing and weaving <laughs> on him. That's crazy, Akeem Talib. You know, you can't go for nobody's eyes. That's dangerous. Now you know what? You know what else you can't do on 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 like. To another way, if you want to get your ass beat, you know what you do to somebody, especially on the football field or something? Because I've, I've seen something before. Don't spit on nobody. That, that, that's, come on now. Like, that's another way it, to, to get your mm. head knocked off is by is spitting mm. on somebody. You feel what I'm saying? Don't be out I, I there on the football it, field spitting it, on is people. Is that worse than the chain?
5: That might oh, be that's worse than a yeah. chain. Spitting chain.
7: on somebody is basically
8: saying that they're like, Subhuman,
7: yes, pretty much. That's that. That is worse than the chain. Like, That's how you get stabbed. <laughs> your emotions can never get to that point to where you spit out of your mouth onto another human being. So, and um. Somebody did that it has been a couple times that's been done in the game. Did Sean Taylor do that to somebody, or did Sean— Sean Taylor, who uh, today is the anniversary of Sean Taylor's uh, untimely death. Did Sean Taylor spit on somebody? Or did Sean—somebody spit on Sean Taylor. Probably—people probably too scared to spit on Sean Taylor, to be honest with you, but I remember a situation. I think no, it was— it was—he was—he was spitting. Sean Taylor did spit?
5: Yep. That's a bad I just look, double check, just to make sure. Yeah, yeah, he's just spitting in the face of Michael Pittman of the Buccaneers. Remember Michael Pittman? Remember that? Running back for about three hot games. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he. I thought it was somebody. I thought he spit on somebody from Seattle.
8: Yeah, I mean, I remember in baseball. Yeah, you uh, might have done it twice. Who's the second baseman? He spit on the umpire.
7: Um, Alomar? and Roberto Alamar. Yeah. that's disgusting. That was bad. That yeah. Was
5: bad. No, it's it's all it's all Sean Taylor spitting in Michael Pittman's face, but then the Bengals accused him of spitting too. Mm, wow.
7: Well, rest in peace, Sean Taylor. Um, Sean Taylor was a hell of a football player. Very scary dude. He, I never forget, son, the wildest thing I ever seen in my life was when Sean Taylor in the Pro Bowl blew up the punter in the Pro Bowl <laughs> made him flip. He made the punter flip. I was like, get son away from me. <laughs> get him away from me. I don't want him nowhere near my Dallas Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? But um, uh, rest in peace to uh, Sean Taylor. Um, so I got to go to the SI building today. And when I did the video over there last week, I was telling them I was like, "This is the Corey Davis breakout week. This is the Corey Davis breakout week." And like everybody was like that, it's like, "Okay, I, I picked him up. I picked him up. I, I picked him up a couple weeks ago when you said so." And I'm like, "You got to play him this week." I'm I don't I, I I'm going to be embarrassed when I go into the day, Jake. You know what I'm saying? Because they're going to be like, "You said this was the Corey Davis breakout week," and I'm like, "Oh, like I'm like." I'm like how I was when Isaiah Crowell, y'all. I'm like, <laughs> what, coming at me? Yeah, you coming for me. Uh, Jake, what happened to the Corey Davis breakout week?
5: It comes down to Marcus Mariota, and that's why Marcus Mariota is staying demoted down here. He's, I don't care. Well, actually, hold on, let me put him face down. He deserves to be face down. Get the hell out of my
4: face.
5: So... And that's what it comes down to. I watched that game intently because I had a lot going on for fantasy purposes in that game on both sides of the ball, actually some DFS too, so I was watching it. Marcus Marriott wasn't looking his way. He just would not look his way, and that's what was so infuriating. His first read was Delaney Walker most of the time, and when he his first read to the wide receiver it was Eric Decker, and then it was Eric Douglas at times. Like, freaking Harry Douglas, are you kidding me? It comes down to the talent's undeniable, but we can't force the chemistry. The rapport's not there yet. Not, I'm not talking about Corey Davis's side of it. I'm talking about when it comes to Mariota. Mariota's not looking his way, and this was a great opportunity. I know most people were on board with us. I know I was one of the highest, if not the highest, of Corey Davis, and he was beside my top 20 this week because of his talent, because of what you saw in that throw that he finally went downfield to him. But we can't force Marcus Mariota to one play good because he hasn't been this or play well this year, and two to go to Corey Davis, unfortunately.
7: Matt, this.
5: I
8: gotta
7: go
5: look at these people today.
7: <laughs>
8: you feel no, what I'm I saying? Mean, look, I, I've been I've been pushing Corey Davis, you know, left and right. I I was expecting the big week too. I mean, Mariota is just. I mean, I, I'm questioning Mariota home versus Houston this upcoming week, or road Ben at Cincinnati.
7: Yeah, no, I mean that's legit question. That shouldn't be. That a should question. be Mariota home versus Houston. We as a community. Oh, I don't want to speak for everybody. I can speak for myself. We, but I, I, I kind of feel it is. kind of feel like it is us as a community. We overrated Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota this year. Like, they were inside most of our top tens. Hell, for me, they was inside of my top eight, both of those guys, Jake. And both of them have been a disappointment. And people will say, oh, well, Winston was a disappointment because Winston had the shoulder. No, if Winston didn't have the shoulder, he'd probably been effing up right now, too. You feel what I'm saying?
5: Yeah, he was definitely regressing. I'm actually I'm, I'm checking right now. for the. I know I had Marcus Mariota in my, side, my top ten. Actually, I actually had both of them. So it was Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota were back-to-back at the bottom of the top ten for me. Yeah,
7: it, did, it didn't work out. It, it, it's, it's uh... No,
5: the thing is, as you said, it wasn't just the shoulder with Jameis Winston. So there's been two things. It's different for both of them. Jameis Winston, we talked about all the year before the shoulder injury already happened. He was regressing. He went back to looking like the rookie. He was making poor decisions, throwing interceptions, and anticipation wasn't there. He looked like a rookie again. He looked like the guy that we had the concerns of when he came out of college. Marcus Mariota is now – I don't know if it's the fact that he hasn't had much consistency at the wide receiver position outside of Rashard Matthews with Derek coming in. Corey Davis being in and out of the lineup and in and out of the lineup all year long. I don't know what it is, but he's playing scared. Like, he's... He, he, it's not just not looking at Corey Davis. He doesn't even want to throw downfield past 15, 20 yards. He does not look like the same quarterback from last year.
7: Very apprehensive. You figure he's been in this offense since he came into the league, Matt. He should have this thing wrapped up. I don't know if he's hurt. I just don't like... You know, I'm like, yo, Mariota, what's the deal? I, I think maybe he's not 100%. Okay. I, mean, I
8: think maybe he's not... 100% healthy, and he's been a little apprehensive, and you know maybe the pressure and every, trying to do too much. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm basically making excuses for Marcus yes, Mariota right now. I had him pretty much, I think, nine. I had Cam 10, him nine, Jameis eight, Cousins seven. I had that pick six. I had that six yeah. pack of quarterbacks. Where'd you, have, where'd
7: you have Winston? Winston, I had eight. Yeah, they're right in there,
8: there. Cousins I had before them, but pretty much, to me, it was Winston Mariota. Cam, I just had to keep it in the top. <laughs> just
7: in the top. <laughs> I just saw something funny. Oh, uh, my man Terry R in the YouTube chat. Mariota forced Davis the ball plenty of times prior to yesterday. Dude is the next Tajay Sharp. Let's not go down that path. Yeah. I don't think I think he's a little bit better than he's got to be a lot better than Tajay Sharp. Someone's was a seventh overall pick in the draft, right, Jake? He went seven overall, right? Five. 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 Excuse me. Wow. Top right. five pick. Sharp was a, a UDFA, so we we not gonna go we not gonna go that far, Terry. But that was funny though. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, Robbie Anderson.
5: And the fact is, and The fact is, it was like what he got seven targets last week, and
7: four this week, and guess what? He caught all four this week. mm mm-hmm. This is true, and it's just like I don't know. The offense just don't seem like it's like it's clicking right because they're not running the football that good. You know, well Henry is. You feel what I'm saying? But Henry not catching up oh, no passes.
5: They got the smash mouth, they don't have the exotic. Yeah, part. it's nothing they exotic about down. it. They left, <laughs> they left that back in
7: 2016. They forgot that part of it. This was a fantasy offense that was trending upwards. You figured Davis would help them take that next step. We've stashed this kid all damn year. And yeah. now I'm like, I mean Can I put this dude back in my lineup? Every part of that game I saw,
8: Henry was running well. Yeah. He was running better <laughs> than better than uh, Murray. And like you said, Murray caught some passes, which helped him. And then that touchdown, I was like, oh, man. Murray's not going to get this touchdown. That's I need crazy. this touchdown. And he got the touchdown. He got the touchdown. <laughs> I saw
7: 29 in the end zone. The vulture. I, yeah.
8: Like, that was a Henry's drive. I honestly... <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? I, I mean, I really... Just looking at it right now, I want to start doxing on Thursday night over DeMarco Murray. I just don't... I don't trust him, but I don't know what to do.
3: Thursday night, the Redskins and the Cowboys. you will listen to Fantasy Football Rewind on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Our uh, number one will come out and we'll close it up. So stay tuned for more for Fantasy Football Rewind on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
2: Are you struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs,
6: you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse.
8: I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help.
6: I took the first
1: step to recovery
6: when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call
2: 800-894-5559, 800-894-5559.
1: I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with
6: proven, gentle recovery programs.
8: I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't
4: drink and use drugs.
6: I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the add- hope, and helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call
2: 800-894-5559, 800-894-5559, 800-894-5559.
1: Muscle Maker Grill is made for baseball season. Muscle Maker Grill supplies you with delicious, healthy meals that will give you energy to cheer on your team week after week. Whether you're craving flavorful salad, packed wraps, or guiltless entrees, Muscle Maker Grill has you covered. Hosting a game? No problem. Our catering packages will have your whole team satisfied with flavors ranging from Italian to Tex-Mex and much, much more. Visit MuscleMakerGrill.com for your nearest location and have a winning season.
0: Does your favorite fantasy sports show pair banging on the table demanding shots? Drinks on Greg! Drinks on Greg! Drinks on Greg! With deep, smart Kareem Hunt analysis? If not, then I think the Fantasy BFFs are for you. Every weekday at 11 a.m. here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and on YouTube Live, join Greg Sussman, Frank Stamphill, Mike Florio, and NXT wrestler Eric Young. For some of the best, most enjoyable, most imaginative fantasy analysis out there, don't get your fantasy from boring people.
1: Yo, this is the Fantasy Football
4: Best Friends forever.
0: Check out the Fantasy BFFs 11 a.m. every weekday only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and the Fantasy Sports
2: YouTube page.
3: excited. Yo, you. You. Yo. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. Love it. Andy Reid sticking by his man. Andy Reid said, "Alex Smith is my guy." It was Reid's exact quote it confirms that Reid said after Sunday's loss, Smith's game has gone completely off the rails after the league adjusted to, quote-unquote, the new Alex Smith. His refusal to throw the deep a while too often, I'm balling out of the pocket, in minimal game scrambles. It's very, very sad. We thought maybe Pat Mahomes might come in and jumpstart things. But no, not there. Not there. You know what's crazy? When you got a chance... Google a picture of Amari Cooper. He looks like an older man. Go check the birth certificate. He must have had a hard time in Little League. Must have had a hard time in Little League. Calvin Benjamin, day-to-day. Of course, Buffalo wide receiver Cam Chancellor, according to Coach Pete Carroll, is officially done for the season. There was always the expectation that Chancellor has yet to put on injured reserve that he could come back. But that is now out the window, so no Cam Chancellor there. And uh, Tyrod Taylor will start Week 13. There you go. Good news for Tyrod. You're listening to Fantasy Football Rewind. Take a quick break. Come back. Hour number two. If you're listening on the man, make sure you grab hour one, hour two. Thanks to Doctor A, Corey Parsons, Matt Medica, and Jake Sealy.